What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Hey, beautiful. Here we go. This is going to be episode number 36, and I'm going to be sharing with y'all nine tips for how to stop screen addiction and reduce our technology dependency. And I, for one, I have a massive confession to make. I am still addicted to my phone, but I feel that I am a recovering addict, that I am on the road to healing myself from this addiction. And it all started for me with awareness. I think where it all began, ladies, was taking a moment and really feeling into the fact that I wasn't present, that I couldn't control the urge to pick up my phone and look at it. And I knew this, but I continued to do it day in, day out. And then what really kind of shook me awake was looking over at my kids and realizing that they were always on their phone, always on YouTube kids or playing some app or wanting to watch TV. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am perpetuating this cycle that I already feel in my heart is not right. And so crazy enough, installed an app called Moment. And this app told me I was using my phone on average like three hours a day and picking up my phone between 50 and 70 times a day, y'all. Like those stats shook me alive. If I'm awake for, I don't know, however many hours we're awake in the day and I'm spending three hours of my day on my phone and I'm picking up my phone, let's say I pick up my phone 60 times. That's ridiculous because maybe I'm picking it up for what, 60 seconds and setting it down and I'm picking it up and I'm clicking Instagram and I'm setting it down and I'm picking it up and I'm clicking my text. And I know I don't have any new text because it would ding at me. That is absolutely addictive behavior. And I decided that I was going to change that, not just for me, because it's unhealthy for me to live in this place, but also for my kids, because I don't want my children to grow up thinking that this behavior is okay, that we have to have technology, that we should be addicted to technology. I want my children to see me living and thriving in the present moment, running my business intentionally, proactively, not reactively. And I also just want to be a better mama and wife. And I just am sick of my phone running my life. Do you feel the same way? That's why I'm creating this episode. And let me disclaimer this-ish right now. I am not cured. It is a struggle every day. But since this new year began, I've had this intention of focusing my day. I create an intention for my day and I set out to achieve something, whether it's family time, whether that day my focus is working, whether that day my focus is self-love and self-care, I'm going to set out with an intention. 
and I am going to create my best life because I am in control of my day, my hours, my minutes, my focus, my intentionality, and my most present me, yes? And when I'm addicted to something, anything, that is, I believe, the enemy pulling away from living my best life, living well. So I was done with that. And here are the things that I've come up with and that are working really well for me in these last 60 days to help really drastically reduce the screen time, cutting in half the times I pick up my phone, cutting in half the time I am spending checking the phone or being on the actual devices. And it just feels so right and it feels so good to be moving in the right direction. All right, before we get into all of those steps, I wanted to quickly read a review for you guys. This review was left by Kix Siv, and he says, another man, y'all, I am like bringing in the, I am reigning dadpreneurs, and I love it so much. So what up, dadpreneurs? This episode is for you too. I notice you, I see you, and you do matter to me, and I'm so grateful that you've been led to this show. So what up? Okay, Kick Siv says, what an incredible eye-opener. You sound like my wife. Sometimes we are looking for the answers all around, and most of the time, the answers are right where we already are. I greatly appreciate you sharing your experiences. You are incredible. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Kixiv. I appreciate you so much. I truly do. You leaving this feedback for me continues to help me grow the show. It helps other people to find our amazing community, and it really does inspire me to continue pouring into this passion project. So you rock. You totally rock, and thank you so much. Now, let me read y'all some crazy statistics right now. On average, we are spending two hours and 51 minutes a day on our screens, on our phones. And I was no exception to this rule. Roughly on average, three, three and a half hours a day when I first started tracking. Now we're logging into or visiting our social media apps over 60 times a day. Okay. This is insane. Let me do some math real quick. That means we are roughly logging in over five times an hour in our waking hours. What? Why? Like, why are we doing this? Why do we feel the need to continue to log in there all the time? And believe me, I do it too. And I think that it's that validation or we're craving that that rush that we get from social acceptance or from seeing a notification. It's this little high where just the same type of high as eating sugar or, you know, going for a run. But It's fake and it's false. And we are continuing to condition our brain to search and look for these short bursts of the dopamine rush and the chemical reaction in our brain. And that's so crazy, right? Don't we want to train our brains to have chemical reactions to the present moment, to sitting down and completing a puzzle with our kids, to getting a great big hug from our spouse or cooking a meal without ever looking at our phone and sitting down and really tasting it and smelling it and having a real conversation with each other, I know that I want to create that environment for me and my family. And what's really almost more important for me is I want the future generations to stay sane. 
If we are this bad, three hours a day on our phones, over 60 times a day checking social media, what is going to happen to our kids, ladies and dadas? What is going to happen? And then what is going to happen to their kids? We right now have the power to kind of change the direction of history when it comes to this new phenomenon, which is social media. And yes, it's a wonderful tool, the internet at our fingertips. But as with anything, too much of a good thing can be dangerous. Here's some more stats that are going to blow your mind because they blew my mind. 25% of kids under the age of six own a smartphone. What's worse, eight out of 10 parents do not monitor the amount of time their child is spent using a screen. If the average person swipes and clicks their phones over 2,600 times a day, I mean, like jaw on the floor. 47% of parents think that their kids use their phones too much, and yet 90% of parents are blaming themselves for this. Guys, I know. I am, okay? And this is something that the reason I'm recording this show for us is not because I'm perfect and I've figured it all out and my kids are never on their phones or their apps or YouTube kids or or using screen time or watching TV. No, Believe me, they are, but I think that there is a healthy balance that we should aim for as parents and as entrepreneurs that should be a healthy balance, and we have to take control of the fact that it is our responsibility to stop being addicted and to admit it. I had to first monitor myself and say, holy smokes, like I actually do have a problem, And then I had to make the decision and create the intention in my day to change that behavior, right? So I don't know about you, but I am ready to live more presently. I am. When I detox from my phone, it's the most liberating, free feeling in my heart. I love detoxing from my phone. You guys, I have an entire podcast episode on doing detoxes from social media and from specifically social media, but I think from your phone in general is also a really healthy practice. And I also think not just as adults, but we should have our kids detoxing from their technology at least once a week as well. I don't care how old they are, y'all. Like, we are the parents. We set the rules. And so let's also be the example. The other day I asked my husband, I'm like, do you think our kids are, you know, on their phones too much or you know, using their phones too much. And he's like, well, what are we doing right now? And I looked down and both of us were on our phone. And it was just such an aha moment for me because, you know, here I am contradicting myself and telling them, go play, go outside as I sit there and stare at my screen. And I don't want to be that type of parent, but I know and I feel you and I understand you. And I I recognize that it's so difficult because we run online businesses. So how do we stay productive? And how do we continue to accomplish and grow online businesses, but at the same time, break phone addiction for good? And here is what I came up with. Number one, this one's huge. Don't touch your phone until your morning routine is done. I used to sleep with my phone literally within reach. It would be the last thing I set down and the first thing I picked up. Can any of you guys relate to this? I would pick it up and my intention was to read my Bible app, but I would see that I had an email and I would see that I had some Facebook notifications and I would see that I had Instagram. And before I knew it, I had spent 10 minutes 
before my feet even hit the floor on my cell phone. Whoa. So what do I do now? I sleep with my phone in the bathroom because it is still my alarm clock. I know that's something that I still need to get better at, but plugging it in in the bathroom so I can't reach it. And I will not touch the phone other than turning off the alarm until I have gone into the kitchen, created, done my celery juicing. I've read my devotional for the day. I've made my iced coffee. And then I've written down my intention for the day, which is like two or three sentences. What is really my goal for the day? And you guys know I'm a huge advocate of staying as balanced as possible in all areas of my life. So one day my focus might be, okay, today I really have to focus on social media, content creation or the podcast. Another day might be, hey, it's been a few days since I've really poured into my kids. My whole intention today is really, really pouring into my children. We're going to go here and we're going to do this and we're going to create a list of all the fun things they've been wanting to do and I'm not going to work today. So create your intention because that's the only way that you can really be proactive about your life is you dictating the decisions and the actions and the steps and the places that you go every day. Do you feel me on this? Now, you can also do a meditation in the morning or journal. It doesn't really matter to me because I think that you have to create what works best for you, but it's don't touch the phone until you have set up your morning routine. This is just so important. Number two, and I already said this one, but it's sleep with your phone in another room because for me, an addiction is really hard. It's almost like I have no control over myself and I will find my phone in my hand. Even when I know I don't want to be on my phone right now, or I'm going to go read my book. I'm going to read this incredible book. I love it. It's so awesome. But because my phone is within reach, all of a sudden, it's like my subconscious mind has just reached for the phone. And before I know it, I'm so tired and I haven't even read my book. So when you remove the phone to a different room, you are eliminating that risk of that addiction kind of creeping in. And the more we succumb to that stuff, y'all, like the worse it will get. I didn't start out this way. You know, this was years and years in the making of continuing to grow a business online and then really relying on my phone because what? Everything lives on my phone now. It's a computer. So you've got Hugo's dreaming. Can y'all hear him? (laughs) He's so cute. That's my pug. If you guys are like, what is she talking about? My pug is the co-host. Hugo Reyes in the house. Yep. Okay. So number three. This one I think has been the most important one for me, and that is out of sight, out of mind. This works for so many things in our life, right? But for me, it's been such a beautiful thing. I will wake up in the morning, turn off the alarm clock in the bathroom. I will then go to the kitchen and leave my phone in the bathroom. It's not even unplugged. It's in the back of the house. Do my juicing, do all the things I said, set the intention, read my devotional, make my iced coffee. And if I'm going to be home that day, and so everybody has their routine, whether you go to work, whether you are dropping your kids off at school, heading to the gym, whether you have a home office and you work at home extensively, get your phone out of your sight. So if I'm going to be at home, I will actually leave my phone in the bathroom all day long. Now I turn the volume on high, my ringer is on, and my text is on. 
And I will periodically, like let's say every hour or two, I'll go check it. But the beauty of it being in another room is just because I want to reach for my phone, it's going to take me another step to actually go get the phone, unplug the phone, bring it back with me to the other room. So I'm like, do I really need it? Do I really need the phone for this action? And I will jot a note down in my planner if it's something that I need my phone for, okay, but I don't need to do it right then. So that's really important is keep it out of your sight. If you have a full-time job or you're working somewhere, put it in a drawer. If you are, you know, doing your routine and you're at the gym, leave it in a locker. You guys, these phones are simply devices for us to stay connected. It is not a leash. Nobody owns us. I don't believe that there is any reason that someone needs to get a hold of me that very second right? Unless it's an emergency with my kids or my husband or something like that. And if it is, they will call me. If it's an emergency, you guys better believe they will call you and you'll hear the phone ring. All right? So out of sight, get it out of your reach. Get it out of your reach. Even now, I have trained myself when I am working or recording a podcast, I can't reach my phone. It's in the other room. Why? Because you guys, even when you're doing something so important, that addiction will creep in and grab a hold of you. So you have to break the addiction. And I'll give you some success tips for this after I give you these strategies. Okay, number four is delete as many apps as possible from your phone. Here's what I mean by this. So when I'm doing a social media detox, which I try to do once a week, I delete the apps completely from my phone. I get rid of them, Facebook, Instagram. Those are really the only two that I that I check. So I will remove those from my phone. And if I can live without them and I'm doing great, I'll leave them off my phone and only go in using a laptop, which is so much more intentional. It's like I actually have time booked to do this right now. And now I have, I'm giving myself permission to go into these apps. Also, if you can, delete email apps from your phone. Golly, like how many of us get a bunch of spam every single day? They come in, we see the little number next to the email, the envelope icon. We're like, oh, I better check it. And all this does is really sets us up for failure, if you ask me, because if I open an email, I'm going to forget and then I'm not going to reply anyway. And then it shows that I've opened it which means now I have to create double work for myself later when I'm ready to actually go deal with emails and see which ones did I open? Which ones did I not open? Like it's just absolutely crazy. And the other reason that you don't want email on your phone is because I don't think that an email is urgent. Has there ever been an email that's come in that's an emergency? Let me ask you that. Typically, an emergency or something extraordinarily time sensitive, they're going to what? Call you or text you. And I do leave my phone on ring and my text on because I know if the three people that call me on the phone call me, it's probably for good reason. And I will answer the call if they're lucky. (laughs) I am an ambivert. I don't know about you. Introverts, ambiverts were like, ooh, why you be calling me? (laughs) Voice text me, (laughs) boo-boo. Okay, so delete the apps that you can delete. Now that leads me to number five. And this success strategy is to 
Turn every single notification off, all of them. I went in there, gosh, 30 days ago, and I just went every single app one by one, notification off, 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 off. I don't care if it was a calendar, reminders, social media, email, my kids' apps. They all got turned off. Nothing should be beeping at me in my life because I own my day. I know what my schedule looks like for the day because I use a planner. There's nothing that needs to beep at me to remind me of anything because I have decided that I am going to use my brain to remember the things that are important in my day and to not force something like a phone to tell me what's next. It's just not the way I want to live my life. I want to create decisions and choices, and I want to block out the time that I want to spend, that I want want to allocate to social media, to posting, scheduling, content creation, listening to podcasts, etc. right? Like you want to create a day that fuels your soul. So why are we letting dings and pings and notifications and unimportant emails and silly social media uh, notifications run our lives and dictate the time we spend in our day. And not only that, but we are also allowing that to become the norm and our family is seeing it and our children are internalizing it. And we are creating a vicious cycle that I am terrified of what the future is going to look like. And we have to get control of this right now, especially as mamas, daddies, and people that work from home doing entrepreneurial work online, because I know there's a tough balance here. So this is really what you can do right now to make a shift in this whole space in your life. So I turned all the notifications off. And let me tell you something. It's amazing. Nothing beeps at me, chimes at me, pings at me. I love it. Okay, number six, move to a paper planner. This one is so, I feel, this is so critical to your success, you guys. If you're living from your phone because your planner is what? Apple Calendar, Google Calendar, Outlook. How can you ever get away from your phone? So one of the very first things I ever implemented in my business six years ago was shifting from an online planning arena to a paper planner, like the old school ring bound planner. Now, granted, my planner is pretty baller, okay? It's got folders and pockets and monthly planning and daily planning and checklists and stickers. And I use really pretty colors and I do different category has a different color. If you guys want to hear about my planner, I have an entire episode on time blocking. You'll love that. But I don't want to look at my phone. I want to get away from my phone. But a planner is so important to the intentionality and the success of every minute of my day. So if I can use a paper planner, that's going to keep me from staring at a screen. And it's so much more fun for me to write things down. I'm able to remember them better. I'm able to check things off the list, which is like my dream. (laughs) Like hashtag achievement goals in life is to check things off lists, yeah? And so I love to do that. I love to have also something tangible in my fingertips that I can save and keep. And at the end of each year, 
save my planner, go through my planner page by page and see what I've accomplished. It's been so awesome. I also do this for my journaling and my intention of the day. It's written down in a five-year journal. If you guys want to see the planner and journal that I use, they're over on my website, stephaniegass.com, and click on resources because they've been so awesome. And I love to keep them and review them and just have something that isn't technology that I can keep and cherish and even share with my kids in the future. Okay, number seven, only use your phone when you schedule, when you choose to do so. For example, today I time blocked out. I talked about the episode on time blocking. You guys head over to the show, listen to that one. But I break my day up by time within my planner. So in the mornings, I've got my devotional time, my intention time. I'm focusing on drinking my celery juice, making my iced coffee, reading my Jesus calling devotional, writing my intention down. So that's 30 minutes. Then I'm going to have time with my kids in the morning. Then I blocked today three hours for cleaning and laundry because my cleaning ladies are coming tomorrow. And y'all know you got to clean before they clean. Am I right? (laughs) So that happened. And then I have this time is time block to record three new episodes for the show. And then I have scheduled one hour for social media time. This means I will upload my Instagram stories. I will comment back to any new comments or DMs that I have. I will maybe post something in my group. An hour. That is plenty of time to be intentional about my business on social media. I don't need to log in and do it piecemeal all day long. So you choose. Now, this brings me to tip number eight because you're thinking, okay, well, that sounds cool, but we're supposed to post an Instagram stories all day. And how are we supposed to continue to grow our following if we're not posting all the time? Here's what I do. Throughout the day, if I see the opportunity to take a picture of something or to record a snippet, just do it in your regular camera roll. And then during your hour or your time that you've scheduled for social media specifically, then go up and upload. Like for example, if you're at lunch with your girlfriends and you do this super cute video of all the girls, don't sit there and upload it and think of the funny thing to say. And then you add your swipe up link and your location of where you're eating your pizza and drinking your wine. You got to add the filter. You've just lost 10 minutes of beautiful connection time with these glorious human beings that were placed into your life and this present moment where you can be filling each other, laughing, sharing stories, catching up with posting your silly story. I'm sorry, but I'd rather take the picture with the girlfriends that takes one second, put my phone out of reach, zip it up in my purse behind me, and then post it later in the one hour that I've scheduled to deal specifically with social media. I'm going to be more proactive. I'm going to be quicker that way. And I'm not going to miss out on any moments. I do this with my kids too. If I'm at the park playing with my kids, I'm not going to waste time taking a picture and then posting it right then because then I'm missing the time at the park. I'm going to take the picture and I'm going to post it later in the one hour that I've dictated for this time. So take the pictures or do the video or whatever, but don't you don't have to post it real time. And this goes for not just stories, but Facebook posts, group posts, 
Instagram feed, all of that is not done real time for me. And so much of it is actually scheduled. (laughs) So I, you know, if I can do that and continue to grow my engagement, my following, my likes, the traffic to all of my sites with less time spent. And I would say 95% of the time it is not posted real time. It still continues to grow. So just, you know, hopefully that tip can really help you be more focused on the present moment. Now, lastly, number nine, driving. Are you wincing? I know, I know, I know. How many of you know that you're not supposed to check your phone when you're driving, but all of a sudden at a stoplight, that phone is in your hand? I know. I Seriously, I feel you. Like this is the stuff that I personally struggle with. And so I know how hard it is. Believe me. But we have precious cargo, you know, like we, if we are not around, what happens to our kiddos and far more scary. What about when they're in the car? And I know I have totally used my phone while driving with my kids in the car. Believe me, you guys, it is horrible. And I am so embarrassed to say that out loud and to say that I do still struggle with this, but here is the solution for this one that I have found works best for me because I refuse for this little box of technology to rule my life. That is just not something that's okay with me. And it shouldn't be okay with you either. So number nine, my last tip for strategies when it comes to reducing your screen time and to breaking that addiction once and for all is to put your phone literally on the passenger floor. (laughs) Now, ladies, you can zip it up in your purse, put it on the floor, Don't even set it on the seat because you can still reach it, can't you? Oh, believe me. I know. I hear a text go off and I'm like, do you think, I wonder if I can reach it. But if it's on the floor or like I've even gone as far as to put it in my gym bag in the trunk. Now I have Apple CarPlay, so it links to my dashboard. If there is an emergency, they will call me. If I need to find something and use GPS, I have the maps on my dash, okay? If you guys don't have those things, Take the time beforehand to figure out where you're going or to upload it into your nav system. Or even better yet, you can, if you're freaked out, like put the do not disturb on or hey, I'm driving autoresponder on your phone. People are not be like, you didn't answer my call. If they get a text that says, hi, I'm driving, want to keep everybody safe. I'll get back to you soon, right? So get it out of your reach, please not just for the sake of breaking this addiction, but for your safety. Texting and driving is more dangerous than drunk driving or just as dangerous. And here we are like validating it or, you know, we're making excuses for why it's okay. And in no place in my mind or in my brain can I find a reason why checking my phone in the car while I'm driving or even at a stoplight is safe, okay, or I don't see any ways that I can validate that. So for me, I'm done with it. And I hope that you are too. So I'm putting my phone where I literally cannot touch it when I'm driving. Here are three success tips to help you implement these nine strategies. Number one is to remember, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. Give yourself grace. There are days when I, and I don't want to say fail, but I... (laughs) 
don't do my best at this, or I fall prey to my phone, or I find myself in that black hole again, or we sit through dinner on our phones. I'm like, ah, crap, you know, when, or, or I look at my moment app and I'm like, did I legit spend four hours on my phone today? Like what happened? And give yourself grace, give yourself a hug and maybe, you know, look at the reasons why you did that. Were you feeling sad? Were you lonely? Were you bored? Were you focused on a big project and you needed to be on your phone? Because I also feel there are are moments and days when you will have a higher phone usage. If you're launching a product, you're working with a client and you guys are back and forth on something, you have a a Zoom or some type of meeting and it's over the phone. Y'all, that's okay. Believe. But I also feel that if we're on there mindlessly and it's the addiction that's ruling and we're doing things that are not proactive to our best life. And it is not bringing you joy. It is not something that's lighting you up, checking the notification on Facebook over and over and over again, because we don't have control of our fingertips. We have to stop that. So give yourself a hug and say, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And maybe put a sticky note on your phone that says, put me away. Maybe hide it in another room, you know, start over. But When you can get through 21 days of doing a little bit better, it's going to get easier. And as with any addiction, it's hard at first. It's a struggle. But you do have the power to end it. Number two is to have accountability. I, one of my favorite things, and and Moment is not sponsoring this show, but apparently I am sponsoring Moment app because it's so cool. So I can write down what I started with, which was roughly three hours a day on my phone and roughly 60 pickups, picking up my phone during a day. And I can say, here's where I started. And each week, getting a new average. Am I trending down? And that for me was a wonderful accountability. Also, if you have a spouse or a partner or a friend or a business partner or a coworker that you can say, hey, I really have this goal to break my screen addiction. Can you help me? Can you, you know, tap me on the shoulder if you notice me scrolling for too long? Or, hey, can we have a contest and see which of us can stay off of our phone the most this week? Using that buddy system is going to be so encouraging for you. And also, I always love a little competition. It makes it fun. Third, set non-negotiable boundaries. This for me would be, I do not pick up my phone when I'm driving. Like, that's a non-negotiable boundary. If you need me, you can call me on my Apple CarPlay and I will answer your call or I will get back to you later. You also can have boundaries as far as I just want to let all of you know, those of you in network marketing, this is big for you. I don't take phone calls after 6 p.m. I will not answer your call. You know, being reactive doesn't grow your business. I'm sorry. Taking three-way calls and whatnot at 9.30 at night, let me ask you, who does that benefit? Instead, try, absolutely, I have time blocked three hours a day for work, which includes taking calls from the downline, from the team, you know, working with my virtual assistant, like whatever it is that you guys do that's back and forth, like with coworkers or with a downline, set work hours for that. Your time is worthy of boundaries. Your family is worthy of your undivided attention. Don't let your phone, the dings and pings and rings, run your life. You've got to take control of this now 
And please, you know, for our kids, for their sake, let's stop the madness and find a balance that's really healthy. That's my goal. And I hope that that's your goal as well. And I just want to stop and end this episode here and let you know that you got this, babe. I believe in you. I know that you have the power to break your screen addiction, to reduce the time, and to be more in control of the intentionality in your life, in in your day, in your time, and with your business. And I believe that you can set the dedicated goals and intentions and follow these nine steps to being your absolute best you. And I want to leave this episode by saying I am so just filled with gratitude right now. I can't believe that so many of you choose to listen to this show. There are thousands, probably tens of thousands of inspiring women out there that are hustling, grinding, and putting free content out. But yet here you are choosing to spend your most valuable minutes with me. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you and you are noticed. And I just am sending you a great big virtual hug. And I just wanted you to know I appreciate you. If you loved this episode, do me a massive favor and share it with somebody else that you think might need to hear this. I believe that the only way that we impact change in this world is by being advocates for change. How can we make an impact on the world and change the course of history if we are not opening our mouths and saying something about the things that need to change? So if you know of somebody that might need a little help with their screen addiction, shoot this show over into their inbox, send it over to their text, and they'll probably get it right away. (laughs) Oh, no pun intended. All right, beautiful. I am sending you off with so much abundance and love intentionality and grace. I pray that God gives you the power, the clarity, and the drive to change your life and make it your best life. I pray that you have the gusto to get out there and change the things that do not serve you and that you only spend time and thrive in whatever it is that fuels your soul and brings you joy. As always, love and light, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the mompreneur mastermind show and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie gas. I'll see you soon. Bring light, love and abundance until next time.